Praise the Lord, everybody. This is Brother J.W. Brand here at God's Whole Word. Amen. I'm, I'm glad to uh, be here once again. And I know I say that every time, but I really do mean that. I'm glad to uh, be here on this podcast with you uh, this uh, afternoon. I'll tell you what, it is hot in Texas. Uh, we uh, have got some heat going on. I'm telling you what. And, uh, but I, I, I tell you what, I was thinking about this today, and I said to somebody today, I said, you know, uh, Texas is hot, but if people think Texas is hot, hell is a whole lot hotter. And so we better get right with God and be ready to meet him because hell's going to be a whole lot hotter than Texas ever thought of being. And as well as any other place that might be uh, on fire of hell, uh, feeling like that way. You know, some people say, well, you know, all oh, the earth is burning up. Oh, God, you know, uh, all this kind of stuff, you know, all the uh, world is heating up and all that. No, I'm telling you what, you, you don't know nothing until you, until you find yourself in hell. You're going to find yourself in a hot place that you wish you had never been. And so we just... Uh, uh, that, that's the reason why that um, the people of God, we've got a mind to go out and tell people to get right with the Lord. And people say, well, you know, y'all not be talking about that. Y'all not be telling people about hell. Oh, they, you know, tell them they're going to go to hell if they don't get right with the Lord. Well, that's what the Bible says. And so we've got a responsibility, uh, you know, to tell people, and we want to tell them. It's not because we want them to be in hell. No, that's not why. We don't want nobody to go to hell. We want people to be saved, and that is why that we tell the truth. Amen. So here on this podcast, we've been talking about the seven things that God hates. And we kind of camped out with this one particular thing called hands that shed innocent blood. Hands that shed innocent blood. Now I'm going to talk about a couple of things today. Uh, I'm going to try not to be too long, but uh, I'm going to talk about two different things today. And some people, I, I know there, there are some people that say, why, why do you mention these things that you talk about on this podcast that's supposed to be geared towards Christians? Well, let me tell you something. you got a generation that you're raising. Do you not know that? Do you think that just because you go to church and you take your children to church that they're going to grow up, uh, you know, living for the Lord like they ought to when they're, they're being bombarded by all kinds of attitudes and spirits, demonic powers everywhere they go, including school or wherever, wherever you go, you see. And so... Uh, a lot of times I'm going to be telling these things because we as Christians, those of us that serve the Lord, you really got a mind to truly serve the Lord. I ain't talking about these people that are playing games with God. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about people that got a mind to serve the Lord. I ain't talking about no hypocrites. You know, the Lord, he talked about hypocrites, and I do talk about hypocrites on this podcast. Yes, I do, because God talked about them through the mouth of Jesus. Uh, but uh, no, I, I, I'm talking about those uh, you know, you got a mind to want to serve him, and you want to live for him, and you, you know, you got children, and you take them to church, and you teach them right, and you teach them to pray, and you teach them to study the word of God because it's the right thing to do. You see, but you got to understand that there, there is a competing power. It's the devil. Oh yes, sir, he's going to compete for power over the mind of our children. And we see that played out right now. You can see it played out right now with all this just ridiculous nonsense going on with the books that go up in the library that little children ought not be able to have their hands on. And so the devil is after the minds of the children. And, uh, you know, so it is, I'll tell you what, we've got to be on double duty in raising our children, our grandchildren, our great-grandchildren, our nephews and nieces and, and uh, all of that kind of thing. Uh, you know, uh, we have got to be about our father's business on, on double duty. Yes, sir. You think just because you, uh, you know, well, honey, let's pray over our food now. 
God is good. God is great. Let us thank Him for food. And, and you do that, and then you and then you take Him to church. You know, once or twice a week, if if that, you know. Uh, and uh, you know, back in my day, you know, we went to church. You know what I mean? I say we went to church. Uh, I remember that we went Sunday morning. You got to church, and sun, and, and and you had Sunday school go on from nine forty-five to about eleven thirty. You got almost two hours of that going on and then everybody you know went home and maybe ate and took a nap and did whatever and then you got to church if you was going to be in the choir you got there at five o'clock so you could have an hour of practice from five to six and then after that from six to seven you ought to find yourself in the prayer room at least that's what the pastor wanted people to do especially those up in the choir and people that got a mind to live for the lord and then from six to seven you're you know you're there in, in prayer and then from seven to about nine o'clock sometime nine thirty and i've been in church till after ten o'clock and even later than that uh you know because i'm talking about preachers you know you get up there and you're singing and you're getting down to worshiping god and and all of that and then the preacher gets up to preaching and he gets to going on and and the anointing of god falls and 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 people begin to be moved by the power of the holy ghost and then you have an altar call and i've seen altar calls where people it went down to the altar and down there till 11 o'clock and later praying with the Lord, talking to the Lord, being baptized with that Holy Ghost and fire, speaking in other tongues. As God gave the utterance. Yes, sir. Amen. I'm talking church. And then uh, after uh, Sunday night, uh, that was Sunday night, and then come uh, Tuesday, you had what was called new converts class. And you went, anybody that was in church a year or younger, well, you went on to the new converse class, and you were there every Tuesday from 7 to 9. And you learned the pastors there teaching you about how to live for God and what the Bible says about, uh, you know, the way we ought to live and to serve the Lord. And, and a lot of times you found people that have been living for the Lord 10, 15 years that up in there too because they want more of the Word of God. And then on Wednesday, yes sir, after Tuesday, then on Wednesday you got the Bible study and you're listening to the Word of God and you're studying. You're there at 6 o'clock for prayer and then you go in there to 6, 7 o'clock, sometimes 7.30, it starts at 7.30, Bible study did and went on to 9 o'clock, sang a little song, had prayer, and studied in the Word of God. Uh-huh. And then on Friday, you had the youth night, and all the youth, they were encouraged to get out there and, and lead the service, and they learned how to play music, and they learned, those young uh, men out there learned to preach and they would get out there preaching the Word of God, and you would be there until 9, 9, 30, 10 o'clock at night on a Friday. And then come Saturday morning, you were out on outreach, and you were knocking on doors and talking to people about the Lord. Yes, sir. And then it started all over again on a Sunday. Woo, hallelujah. Praise the living God that we serve. That, that, was, that was church to me back in the day. Yes, sir, I, I know about that. And then revival. Oh, my goodness. We weren't talking about revival that went just for the weekend. That's what churches do now because people are too weak to get out and go every night of the week. You say, oh, you didn't go. Oh, yes. We had revivals that were, that literally went on for like six days a week and, and sometimes seven, depending on who it was. And people were there. You say, oh, not everybody showed up. Well, not everybody showed up. I'll tell you the house was packed. Somebody was there because the house was packed almost every single night. And then you brought people in that needed to be saved. And the church began to grow. And I'm talking revivals that went on for two and three months at a time. Yes, sir. We're talking about people that had a mind to serve God. People that had a mind to get to the house of God and do something for the Lord. Yes, sir. Nowadays, you can't even hardly get people out on one day a week. And there they come on a Wednesday Bible study. Y'all you know, know what I mean? I mean, it's just a shame how things have turned around. But you know, there's a dearth in the land. You think all of this that we got going on with this heat and, you know, and drought and all that. No, there's a dearth in the land and it's sure not a, a, a physical one. We may have a physical one as we do. But I'm going to tell you what, there's a dearth in the land spiritually. Yes, sir. That's the truth. 
And we got to get the word of God. That's what God's whole word is about. This podcast is about because we've got to get the word out. You got to talk about the word. And so we're going to be talking about things that God hates. That's what we've been doing. You say, oh, we shouldn't be talking about that. We all, we all should just, oh, we should just talk about love. Just talk about love. Well, go on ahead and have your sweets day and night, day and night, and watch what happens to you. Amen. You say, well, you're just going about over and over the things that need to repent and talking about sin and doing Do you know how much, how much of a dearth in the land that there is of preachers? I'm talking false teachers out there that won't tell nobody that they need to repent and get right with God. And so they got to be somebody that's going to come along and tell you that you got to repent and get right with the Lord and turn from our wicked ways and live for the Lord like we ought to. Amen. That's the truth. And so we got to talk about the things God hates because God said he hates some things and we better listen to what he say. All right. So we've been camping out on the things, the hands that shed innocent blood. And we discussed a few things the last couple of podcasts. Well, I'll talk about a couple of things here. And I'm talking about some of these things and I'm going to bring things up over and over, not only here, but also in our ministry called The Eunuch Preacher. Uh, you can Google that. The eunuch preacher, the uh, the three words, they're separated. And each letter of each of those words is capitalized. And you spell eunuch, E-U-N-U-C-H, the eunuch preacher. And it's going to be by J.W. Brand. And this uh, uh, this uh, podcast called God's Whole Word uh, is uh, done by J.W. Brand. That's myself. And I don't say that to look myself up. I'm just telling you that there, there are others that are on here that look similar with our, the name, uh, but you got to find the one that says done by J.W. Brand. And it might even say Brother J.W. Brand. I'm not, I'm not sure. Uh, but anyway, I don't always check those things. Somebody else is doing that part for me. But in any, in any event, we've been camping out on hands that shed innocent blood. And so I, I'm going to talk about a couple of things that um, you need to instill in your children. You really got to instill some of these things in your children. So the first thing I want to talk about is this. And it's something called swatting. Now, we're talking about hands that shed innocent blood. And if you don't know what swatting is, it's a wickedness that have come about with people now. And I'm going to tell you what, that swatting can be dangerous. It can literally cause innocent people to die. You say, well, what in the world is that? It's where people will make phone calls to... Uh, police or SWAT teams or whatever, uh, saying that there is an active shooter and trying to kill a bunch of people in a home, and they will give an address, and it's all a phony thing. It's all a lie. And those SWAT teams have been known to go out to because of these calls and, uh, and, and, and literally swooping in, swatting a house is what they're calling it. And, you know, this can create a very dangerous situation for people that are very innocent and cause innocent people to die. And so I'm going to tell you parents something. Y'all better quit playing games with Jesus. Because if you ain't got a mind to teach your children, you know, you know what is so disturbing that you hear? Now, I, I realize the world's going to do this, but it's disturbing. It is very disturbing when you hear uh, people that claim to be Christian, claim to follow Jesus, that'll say this kind of thing. Well, I, I'm just going to let my children, uh, you know, they're going to have to grow up and decide for themselves. I'm not going to pressure them. I'm not going to push them. You're a fool to talk like that. Do you understand? Do you know what the Bible says? Train them in the way they should go. And when they're old, they shall not depart from it. Now, they might because this, uh, you know, this world is strong. You say, uh, and this spirit that's gone out in this world, you say, well, the Bible says, the Bible's not giving you a, a word of a promise that this is going to happen. It's telling you this is what you need to do and this is the outcome that can be. But you've got to train your children. And you got to tell them what's right and wrong. Don't sit there and mamby-pamby around with things. If God has blessed you with children, you need to get off your lazy behind and start teaching these children how to live for God and how to do what's right. Amen. 
And so you got to talk to your children about these things when they're young because they're going to be impressed uh, and have impressions placed upon them by other people that are going to, they're going to see this kind of thing. Oh, well, I'm going to watch that happen. I'm going to see that. Or maybe they're going to get vindictive and try to do these things. And that happens sometimes. And I have seen this several times in the news, and it's an absolute shame that people do this. Because honestly, those people that are in those SWAT teams and the police department, all that kind of thing, they need their resources to be utilized for those things that really need to be utilized for, and not none of this foolish nonsense. But you know what the problem is? People don't want to teach the children. No, you're too lazy to do what you ought to do. God gave you those children to teach them right for wrong, and you need to stop being so lazy and get down to business and do what you ought to do. And I'm going to tell you what. When you're teaching them that, you need to be putting some prayer behind it. Say, child, we're going to get on our knees and pray to the Lord and talk to Jesus. Amen. Oh, you say, did you do that? Yes, I did. You say, didn't your children not like that? No, they didn't like it. Sometimes they didn't like it. Why would, why would they like it? Their flesh didn't want to do it. My flesh don't want to do it sometimes. But you know what I do? I tell my flesh. I say, flesh, you're going to get your little behind down there, and you're going to get on your knees, and you're going to pray, whether you like it or not. Amen. you got to talk to your flesh. But you know what? you got to train your children. Now, maybe your children can't pray like you can. Maybe they can't spend the time that you do, and you need to be, you need to be mindful of that because they are children. They can't. You know, you might be spending 45 minutes an hour in prayer. Well, they might not be able to do that. They might be able to sustain about 10 minutes, maybe 5 minutes. You know, depending on the age. And you got to be mindful of that. But what you can't do is let them have a dearth in the land in their soul. Amen. You ain't said that. Well, they'll learn how to pray by watching me. No, 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 no. Uh-uh. No, you need to teach them and say, look, we're going to get down here and we're going to be talking to the Lord and these are the things we're going to be talking about. And then when you begin to talk to them about the things of this world and the things that the world is doing, which is what you should be doing, you need to tell them about these things called swatting. You say, well, I've never heard it. Well, look it up. Why is it that you don't know? You know, because the Bible, uh, the Bible tells us to be uh, aware of Satan's devices. We've got to be aware of what's going on. Now, that don't mean that you soak the, the world's ways up to yourself. That's not, not what I'm talking about. But you do got to be aware of what's going on around you, you know. And so that's about what I'm going to say with that. And so y'all can search that out and see what it is and, uh, and let your children know that's not right. Neither is calling 911 for foolishness. Amen. I mean, one time, my one of my Children dialed 911 just to see what would happen. And they came up to the door, and I didn't even know they had done it. And they said something. Well, of course, that caused a problem because, you know, you can go and say, well, I don't know what's going on. Well, immediately they think things, you know. Uh, they've been trained to think things even if it ain't right, even if what they're thinking ain't right. It's just their training. They've got to uh, be very careful because maybe somebody dialed it to try to, uh, get a you know a, a word out to somebody they need help and and certainly uh, they, they could have been you know maybe being threatened and then somebody comes to the door and act like nothing's happened and so on and so forth and you know that can be true in so many instances I mean it, we've uh, seen where uh, things like that happen to the point that a lot of times when 911 has a hang up you know where you dial and hang up they've got to go check those things out because truly somebody could be in danger that's the truth but uh, but it's not always so. And so you need to make sure that you teach your children don't be doing that kind of foolishness unless you truly need the police to be there because uh, you're in danger and you need their help, then that would be the reason to dial 911 and hang up because they're able generally or stay on the line, whichever uh, is, is going to work, you know, because they might hear somebody's footsteps coming and have to quietly hang up. Or whatever the case may be. Now, sometimes what happens is they'll dial you back to see what's going on. Sometimes that can um, that can create some some issues. But with our cell phones, we're able to turn the ringers off and do that kind of thing in order to you know. So I don't want people thinking that you can't dial nine one one when you need it. But what I'm saying is you need to teach your children the difference between the right reasons to call and the wrong reasons to call. That you don't dial nine one one to fool around. And you know, the, the people, the majority of people that have been doing this swatting thing, these are adults. 
or people put close to being adults. I mean, there's no sense in it. No sense in it whatsoever. And a lot of it has been done out of vindictiveness. Now, you need to teach your children also that the Lord said that we don't do that. We don't, as Christians, we don't uh, do things in a vindictive way because, uh, you know, you just because somebody done something to you, don't turn around and you do something to them. The Lord teaches us not to do that. But, you know, you've got Christians say, oh, no, you know, the Lord understands, the Lord understands, and then they just do it anyway. Well, you're not teaching your child what Jesus said. So you're a liar and a hypocrite. You don't follow Jesus. So why, why you pretend that you're following Jesus if you're going to teach them that they can hurt their enemy, uh, that they, can't, they ought not to love their enemy? You're, you're, you're a phony. You're, you're a false teacher. You're, you're a liar. You're telling your children lies when you uh, justify your reasons for violence. There ain't no excuse for that whatsoever. Uh, and so shedding innocent blood. So this swatting thing, it literally can, as well as calling 911 in a foolish manner, it can literally create things that cause innocent people uh, to, to lose their lives. And so you, you think that when God says, I hate hands that shed innocent blood, that God ain't looking at every little thing? Oh, yes, he is. Anything that causes it, even if you didn't per se do it yourself, but you had a hand in it, let me tell you this. God said the hands that cause it. Mm -hmm. The hands that cause innocent blood to be shed. Those that are an instrument. And, and you say, well, I wasn't necessarily there. It doesn't matter. If you were a hand of instrument in it, you are guilty of the blood of that person that was innocently killed. For whatever stupid and foolish reason with whatever that you did that shouldn't have been done. And so I say this to Christians because Christians, you, you got to get your head out of the sand. Stop asking like an ostrich with your head in the sand and like you don't know what's going on. Oh, I didn't know my children would know those things. Well, you know how many people give their children phones, which I think is ridiculous. But you know how many children give their phones to, to kids that uh, really are not old enough to even have it. And, and you know, a lot of people didn't like the way I did things, you know, because I, I was very adamant about uh, things. I didn't let my children have phones for a long, long time. They had to be a certain age. And not only that, but we uh, had to be able to watch what they were doing and all of that kind of thing, and parent, parental thing. And people, oh, oh, you're a helicopter parent. No, I'm a parent trying to keep my children, children out of hell. You understand that? Don't talk to me about helicopter parent. Because you're going you gonna to be the ones that ain't doing nothing and your children are going to end up falling into hell and you're going to be an ex you, you're going to stand before God and God's going to ask you, how come you didn't train your children like you were supposed to? How come you didn't teach them right from wrong? And so we got to do those things. So this swatting thing, it's a very serious thing. Whether they use a SWAT team or whether they, uh, I don't think that people can actually call directly for a SWAT team. They might be able to. I'm not sure. But I do know that it can come about uh, by people foolishly making phone calls at 911 that shouldn't be made. And uh, so so I, that's about all I want to say uh, on that subject. But I do think that parents need to teach their children because God hates the shedding of innocent blood. Any any hand part, uh, part of your hand that is in that, God is going to deal with you and judge you. And so we've got to teach our children. And not only that, but God's going to judge you for not teaching your children. You say, well, what if they went and did it after I've taught them anyway? Then that means that is on them, not you. Amen. That's not on you. You you need to read Ezekiel, the book of Ezekiel, in chapter, I believe it's 3 and 4. I think that, that's correct. Matter of fact, I'm going to turn there right now just to make sure because I don't want to uh, direct people in the wrong place. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Um. Yeah, if you go to chapter 3 and of Ezekiel, and verses 16 uh, through, mm, through 21, I would say verse 21, uh, because it says, The Son of Man, I've made thee a watchman. Now, he was talking to Ezekiel, but this, this applies for us to pay attention to what God is saying in the house of Israel. He said, therefore, hear the word of the Lord in my mouth and give warning from me. See, when a preacher preaches, 
when I, I when I tell you about hell, uh, this is a warning from God, but it's coming out of the mouth of the preacher that God put it in. And he said, I want you to give a warning from me when I say, verse 18 in chapter 3 of Ezekiel, when I say unto the wicked, thou shalt surely die, and, they, and, and thou givest not warning, you don't give him a warning, nor speakest to warn the wicked from his wicked ways to save his life, the same wicked man shall die in his iniquity, but his blood shall I require at thy hand. So God's serious about this with preachers telling uh, people they need to repent. And then if you go on to verse 19, it says, Yet if thou warn the wicked, and he turn not from his wicked ways, uh, nor from his, uh, uh, not from his wickedness, nor from his wicked ways, he shall die in his, his iniquity, but thou uh, shalt deliver thy soul, uh, die, uh, deliver thy soul, because the blood of that person doesn't be in your hands anymore, because you warned them. Now listen to verse 20 and 21. It says, Again, when the righteous, when a righteous man doth turn from his righteousness to commit iniquity and lay a stumbling block be, uh, before him, he shall die because he has not, uh, for thou, wait a minute. When a righteous man doth turn from his righteousness and commit iniquity, and I lay a stumbling block before him, he shall die because thou hast not given him warning, he shall die in his sin and his righteousness, which he uh, have done shall not be remembered but his blood shall i require at thy hand because you didn't tell the righteous see once they get saved you got to continually tell the righteous look you got to keep walking with the lord you cannot turn towards your sin you got and you got to be willing to stand there and tell people like i do on this podcast look you're a christian that don't mean that you uh, you shouldn't be warned because God is telling the preacher here, Ezekiel, the prophet, he said, no, you're going to go tell him. He said, even the righteous. See, he's already talking about the wicked. He said, you warn the wicked and, 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 and they don't listen? Well, your blood's not on their hand. But if you don't warn them they're, and they die in their sin, your blood's going to be on their hand because you didn't tell them. He said, but the same thing with the righteous. He said, if I tell, uh, if you tell the, if you don't tell the righteous to, to, uh, to do what? He said, when a righteous man doth turn from his righteousness and commit iniquity and lay a stumbling block before him, he shall die because thou hast not given him warning. Because even once a person is saved, they need to be warned about what sin can do. Because he goes on to say that their righteousness which he hath done shall not be remembered. Now God means business. And then it says, nevertheless... If, in verse 21 of chapter 3 of the book of Ezekiel, Nevertheless, if thou warn the righteous man that the righteous sin not. See, that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to tell the righteous, do not sin. You've got to stop this. And one of the ways that you do with your children is, is you begin to warn them and teach them what's right and wrong. And the world has got this all turned around, and I see even Christians where they, well, I just want my children to make their own decision. I don't want to press anything. That's nonsense, because that's going against what God said. You're not God. You act like, uh, act like you're rising up above God, like you got knowledge above God. Don't you know who that comes from? That comes from the devil himself. That's what he did. He rose himself above God. If you don't believe that, you read Ezekiel 28, and it'll talk about that. I read Ezekiel uh, 28, and I, I believe it uh, starts at verse 13 and 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, uh, I think all the way um, down to 19. It talks about the devil and how that he turned. Well, some people, they debate about it in theology, but it's basically giving reference to the devil and and how did he turn? He said he's going to stand up and be God. And and uh, he got himself kicked out of God's holy hill. Amen. And so you think that when God gives a warning that it's just, just something that God's just doing to take up space in the Bible? That's a bunch of nonsense. Now, the next thing I want to talk to you all about, because the Bible says hands that shed innocent blood. Now, this is going to be a little bit of a touchy subject because... Uh, Sometimes these people are not necessarily innocent, but they can be. And so I'm going to say this. And some people are going to get mad at what I say. But you know what? I'm going to tell you like I told my children. You can get mad the same way you got mad. Just like that. Amen and hallelujah. Glory to God. And so here we go. 
Now, hands are shed innocent blood. Now, I'm going to talk for a moment about those that deal drugs. All right? Because the Bible talks about those that traffic things. And uh, I believe that it, that is also in chapter... If I'm correct, I think that's also in chapter 28. Uh, let me look here for a moment. I want to make sure because I don't want to guide nobody down the wrong way. Because the Bible's talking about uh, things that are trafficked. Yes, if you if you will look at verse 28 and you go uh, verse 5, it says, By thy great wisdom and by thy traffic hast thou increased thy riches, and thy heart is lifted up because of thy riches. Because the devil, you know, and when you look that word traffic up, it's talking about anything that can be sold. And it, and it goes on, if you keep reading that, it's talking about the things that they sell. That It's got iniquity attached to it. In other words, there's sin that's attached to it. Yeah, And, and you know, you got people nowadays that are trying to justify smoking marijuana and doing all this kind of, well, God created it. Yeah, well, God also made, uh, uh, you know, poison ivy. You're going to go smoke that too? Come on, stop being a fool. Amen and hallelujah. Now, let's get that out of the way. God don't intend you to be doing that. Don't you know the Bible says to be ye sober? You got to be a sober man because the devil's out about to, uh, you know, steal, kill, and destroy. And he's after the weak ones. Oh, yeah, he's after those that's got, you know, you just, you off in la-la land. Woo! Look at how this feels. Uh-huh. Uh, you, you, you're going to foolishly allow yourself not to be able to pay attention to what's going on. So, listen to me. And I can say this I'm, I'm, because I have said to people, uh, it hasn't even been a year yet, uh, that my son died of an overdose. One of my sons died of a drug overdose. He died of a drug overdose, uh, I believe it was the last day of September last year. And, uh, you know, it, that's not an easy thing. To deal with and especially when you've taught your children to stay away from drugs listen I, 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 I've walked with the Lord for many years uh, preaching the Word of God but you know you teach your children and you try to get them to do what's right you try to tell them look stay away from this stuff but like the Lord said to Ezekiel you know, you do your part and you warn people. But once these children grow up and they become an adult and they're out of your hands and they decide to do some of these things, it's been really hard for me to get through with this because of being a preacher of the gospel and all this kind of thing. It's just been a really difficult thing for me to process. But, you know, the Lord gives us those things. There's a reason why I'm, I'm, I'm trying to tell y'all. You got children, train them up in the way they should go. But when they get there and they are out on their own, they got to... You know, you can't hold on to the guilt of what they make choices to do because that guilt will just eat you up. And you say, well, why would you feel guilty? Because because sometimes you go through this thing where you're saying, well, I guess I didn't do enough. I guess I didn't teach enough. Maybe I taught too much. Maybe I did. And you just go on and on and on. And you will run yourself ragged emotionally if you keep doing that. And uh, I have my moments where it's it's hard. You know, sometimes I've got better days than others. You know, like I said, it ain't even been a year. Uh, it won't be a year till I believe it's... I don't know. And anyway, um, it's just been not an easy thing. It's been a hard thing to deal with. But I want I'm gonna talk to a minute uh, to you a minute uh, to those you're Christian. I understand that. That's usually who's gonna listen to the podcast because where it's set up to go to these to God's whole word. And you say, well, why even bother talking about it? Do you know there's some Christians that actually think it's okay to do this? They think it's okay to sit and smoke pot. They think it's okay to, you say, well, it's not harm, harmful. You're, you're being a fool if you think that these things are not harmful. These these things have, have been known, even marijuana, because sometimes people are making these things, they, they're in, they are, uh, the people that sell it, the traffic it. See, the Bible talks about traffic. I told you that in Ezekiel uh, chapter 3 and verse 5. I believe. And the Lord talks about the things, you know, that are tra trafficked, trafficked uh, that, um, you know, that are attached to iniquity. Now, listen to me. 
those who sell drugs, you know, you got all these drug dealers and that kind of thing. They're driving their Rolls Royces. They're living up in their mansions and they're doing all this kind of stuff. Got the uh, people out there selling and that kind of thing. They don't care if somebody overdoses. That doesn't matter to them, but I'm going to tell you something. You need to teach your children about these things. You need to let them know, look, you got to stay away from this stuff because there are those uh, up in this higher area of, uh, of uh, drug dealing and so on and so forth. Uh, they don't have a problem uh, when people take some of their drugs and some of their money, killing people and doing all these other kind of things. And so drugs uh, that, are, they, that are not... I'm not talking about getting your prescription from the doctor, and I'm not even talking about a prescription for marijuana either. Don't even go there. Amen. And I'll talk about that another time. That's just another way for you to try to justify your reason for doing what you're doing. Amen. So, because there's other things that can be utilized other than that. But what I'm talking about, you know, like right now, I take medicine for blood pressure, and I take uh, medicine for gout. Now, these are prescribed through the doctor, and, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're properly regulated and all that kind of thing. Uh, they're not something that's going to get me high or, or try to cause me to be less than sober and that kind of thing. And sometimes we need those things. You know, my, my spouse uh, got diabetes, taking, uh, you know, things that will help to keep the sugar levels uh, in, at a proper level and all. And so sometimes we've got to have those things. And, and I will even say this. Some people... Even walking with the Lord, uh, my mother struggled with emotional problems for a large portion of her life. And uh, even after she came back to the Lord, when my mother backslid for many, many years, when the Lord uh, brought her back, she came back and, uh, and served the Lord for the last few years of her life. And it was, had the blessing of being able to pastor her and all that and just see the growth that came to her in the Lord. And it was a wonderful thing to see. But, uh, you know, she had a lot of struggles, a lot of difficulties, and and even struggles with, uh, uh, you know, prescribed meds even, and overdoing it with those things. And uh, so those things can happen too. So you got to be very careful with that and very mindful of that. Uh, but she had to take psych meds. And sometimes, uh, you know, some some people, you know, they've, they've got to be able to take those things too. But you got to be careful about uh, not allowing things to be overdone and all that kind of thing. So I'm not against people needing to take prescription drugs that are regulated, but but these things, this marijuana thing, you need to stop that and stop trying to justify yourself. Mm-hmm. You say, well, I'm not doing that. I'm a Christian. Okay. Well, like I said, you got to talk to your children. Because a lot of times when I bring certain things up, I may not even mention that, but y'all need to take it from here and say, look, I got children. I need to talk to my children about these things. Because your children are going to be affected by the things that are going on out there. Amen. You don't think that they don't go to school and they get pressured? I remember when my daughter, she came to me and I had, God had given me a message. I didn't know why the Lord gave me the message that he did. This is when I pastored a church up in Washington. And uh, one of my daughters, she was in junior high. And, uh, and, and something I said in the preaching, and she came up to me and she was crying. She came down to the altar and, and she said, Dad, do you think that God's going to forgive me? And I said, what did you do? I said, surely the Lord will forgive you. I said, but what did you do? And she said, well, she goes, a, a girl came to school and she brought some marijuana and we went out behind the building and, and we were smoking. And she said, and after I hear you preaching, she said, and I feel, I feel uh, bad. And, and I said, I said, well, I said, that's the Holy Ghost allowing you to feel uh, guilt for your sin. And I said, do you repent? I said, have you decided you want to repent? She said, yes. And she was just crying away. And I said, well, then if you repent and you truly uh, mean that, I said, certainly the Lord's going to forgive you. And I had to hug her and she just cried. And I said, Lord, forgive you. I said, but remember, repentance means you turn and you go the other way. You don't no longer keep doing that. And so, uh, you know, that was a, a pivotal moment for her to, uh, to, to understand, look, God loves you. And we all sin and come short of the glory of God, but we've got to be willing uh, to to teach our children. You've got to talk to your children. And and, and sure enough, you shouldn't be lamb-blasting them and slamming them and saying, what do you mean you were smoking behind the belly? What do you mean? You know, that kind of thing. You see. Uh, 
because you may just flat out turn them in the wrong direction. You don't want to do that. So you want to be loving and kind and gentle. And, 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 and how do we do this? How do we keep ourselves in the right way to teach our children, to train our children? We've got to stay full of the Holy Ghost. And if you're not baptized with the Holy Ghost, you need to be baptized with the Holy Ghost. Because the Holy Ghost, hallelujah. The ho hallelujah, glory to God. You, you got to still baptizing people with the Holy Ghost. I don't care what the Baptists say. I don't care what the Catholics say. God is still baptizing people with the Holy Ghost and fire just like he did on the day of Pentecost. Now, I'm not talking about the tongues of fire coming on your head, but I'm going to tell you what. You get baptized with the Holy Ghost, God is going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire down in your soul. Yes, he will. And God will lead you and direct you and guide you to teach your children from what's right and wrong. But remember... They're going to grow up and they're going to do things. They're going to be infected by, infected and affected by the world. If, uh, you know, and we got to keep our, uh, our wits about us. Now, see, this is, this is a spiritual wits about us. This is the thing about uh, the, the, the direction that public schools go going. And it's really sad because so many public schools have just gone woke. And I'm sure y'all know what I mean by that. I mean, this is just a bunch of nonsense that's going on. And you say, well, you don't even sound like somebody that that uh, was, you, you said you dealt with, uh, uh, you know, uh, different things and you were part of the gay agenda. You better believe I was. And I know when God called me in, he said, you come out from among them and be separate, say it the Lord, and do what you got to do. Because these children I'm talking about, it's children that my spouse and I, uh, the one that uh, we adopted and we were, you know, and, and did foster care and all that. These these are children that, that God allowed us to bring in and begin to teach them as the Lord was leading us away from that agenda and moving us uh, towards the ministry that we have today. And, uh, and to this very day, our children call and, and some of them have, you know, they fell by the way, and they've they've gone and done some, uh, uh, you know, things and not listening and all of that. But uh, slowly but surely, as I've just continued to pray and say, Lord, I need you to help my children. I need you to put whatever in in the way that you've got to put in their way to get them to turn around and repent before it's too late. And I'm beginning to slowly but surely see these things happening. And so you got to trust the Lord. You got to be patient and and believe that God is going to do. But these are. You know, things that you you got to talk to your children about. Because certainly those that uh, have a mind to traffic drugs, their hand is in uh, a place and space where innocent blood can be, uh, well, taken. I mean shed. Just like God said. And you say, well, wait a minute, they're not innocent. That's the part that's going to get difficult here for a moment. Because I realized that my son, he was involved with the drugs. Even though I taught them, taught all my kids, I said, you stay away from drugs. And I know that he was, so he was not completely innocent. Um, certainly, I, I get all that. And I've wrestled with that. I've struggled with that. Um, you know, it's, it's been a difficult thing. But I also see... Um, you know, where did that originally come from? Did, you know, because I realized that when my son was growing up in my home, I, I knew at that point in time that, you know, because you can see certain signs uh, with people that are doing drugs and that kind of thing. And, and of course, uh, he, you know, really had a fear of God. I mean, I put the fear of God in my kids. I told him, I said, you know, don't play around with the Lord. I said, you, you're going to have to be serving him. I said, because I... I I said, they, I said, sometimes the Lord just might tell me what you're doing. And I said, sometimes he might not. Now, like with uh, my daughter that came to me to the altar, uh, you know, and, and, and asking if the Lord was going to forgive her, uh, you know, the Holy Ghost got a hold of her. And, and I told my kids, I said, the Lord will do whatever he's got to do. I said, but you've got to be mindful to walk with the Lord. But, you know, um, there comes a point in the time when they get to a certain age, and especially adult, and they're going to go on and they're going to do and all you can do is just trust the Lord that things are going to work out for the best. And so it's hard to really call people who are doing drugs as innocent um, because they have helped to propagate the whole thing by buying the drugs in the first place and so on and so forth and allowing those who are providing it to benefit and, and, and you know, be financially um, some of them are just flat out wealthy 
You know what I'm saying? There are lots and lots of drug dealers out there that are driving Rolls Royces, and I'm not talking about one, just one. I'm talking some of them have got a fleet of very expensive cars and living in mansions behind gated areas and all that kind of thing. And uh, it, it just, it, you know, the Bible talks about those things. It said, you know, you, you might see the wicked prosper, but not to um, allow yourself to, to become overwhelmed by that because one of the one of these days the Lord's going to turn things upside down. It's not going to stay this way. But but we're going to say this because it is hard to look at those particular folks as being uh, innocent blood that's shed, and it's hard for me to say that uh, with knowing that my son has died because uh, you know he he got a batch of drugs that. You know, he had done it enough times that I guess he figured he was going to be able to just keep on, and, and then then it didn't happen, and he died. And so, uh, <clears throat> so you have to, um, you got to go on, and you got to, you know, know that you're there to maybe help your other children or family members or whatever, that are still alive to try to continue to encourage them and talk about the situation itself and try to encourage your other children. You look, this is what happened with your brother. Please stay away from this because you see the end result of what can happen. But I would like to say this, that there are those that can be innocent to a point. You say, what do you mean? Well, first of all, I've seen a lot of times where people, uh, they might have gone to a bar. And they're sitting at the bar, and somebody slips something into their drink. Um, and and by the way, the Bible does talk about things like this, where uh, it says you 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 know you try to get them drunk to see their nakedness. The Bible talks about that stuff. Now you might be getting them drunk with alcohol, you might be getting them drunk with drugs or whatever. So that you know, because a lot of women say they wake up and they realize they've been raped or whatever. And the Bible talks about that stuff. And God says He's going to judge that. And a lot of people don't even know the Bible talks about it. Well, why? Because they don't listen to preachers that preach holiness, that talk about what the Bible says, all of what God says, God's whole word, because they don't want to hear that. And they they want to feel comfortable to be able to march their little self in a bar where you shouldn't have been in the first place. You shouldn't have been there in the first place. And don't tell me about Jesus turning the water into wine, because that'll get me started on something else. And I ain't got time for that today. But, uh, and I can tell you up one side and down the other, Jesus had no intention of people getting drunk at that wedding. No way, no how. That's a lie from the pits of hell itself. Straight out of the mouth of the devil. And so if you got preachers that talk that kind of talk, or, or people that claim to be Christian and they talk that kind of talk, you, I tell you what, you better step away from those folks. Because that's, that's some false teaching. Now, with that said... Uh, you know, people ought not be going to the bar in the first place, like I said. But some people, they're there, they get a drink, uh, something slipped in the drink, next thing you know, uh, they're, you know, being carted off wherever they're going to go, and then people are raping them and, and so on and so forth. And no, there is no justification for anybody being raped. Absolutely not. I am not justifying that kind of behavior, not one bit. So don't sit there and send no comment about that. Do you understand? But what I am saying is this. You can't put yourself in positions where you're stepping in the enemy's camp. Did you hear what I said? Did you hear what I said? Huh? Did you hear? There's some places that is the enemy's camp. Stay out of the enemy's camp. Because if you're going to be in the enemy's camp, then the enemy can do what he wants. You won't be protected? Stay out of the enemy's camp and get up in the camp of the Lord. Now, but, as I said, ain't no reason and right that anybody got to be slipping nobody nothing in their drinks to, to you know, wipe them out. And, and you be trying to rape them up and in, in wherever you take them. That's not right. And God sees everything that's going on. And he will deal with you. And, and if you don't repent, 
Now, if you repent, that might mean you may need to pay the piper right here on earth for a while and go to jail for a while because that's where you ought to be. Amen. That's exactly where you ought to be. I don't care if you call yourself a Christian or not. If you call yourself a Christian, you're being a hypocrite. You're a liar and a hypocrite. Now, but this is what I'm trying to tell y'all. Those of you the Christians, you say, well, why you talk the way you do? And you say what you do. I'm telling you now, again, I'm going to repeat it one more time. Teach your children. Teach your grandchildren. Teach your nieces. Teach your nephews. Huh? Teach those in your Sunday school. Teach those children like you ought to what's right and what's wrong. So that they will have something down in their soul when they get out on their own. Amen. Does that assure that they're not going to do no mess? Absolutely, that's not an assurity because my son died of an overdose just a few months ago, like I said. So I understand that it may not be a surety, but let me tell you something. The Bible tells you in the book of Ezekiel, you got to do what you got to do to get the blood of that person off your hands. So you better do. You better do. Amen. Amen, amen. And I've, I've, I've had to wrestle that, but the Lord helped me to understand. Your son's blood is not on your hands. You did what you could. Amen. And the same will go for you. God, God sticks to his word. He's not a liar. God don't lie. He tells the truth. So whatever God says is the truth. You can depend on that. You can surely depend on that. You know? Bible says... God be let God be true and every man a liar. God God is the one that's going to speak the truth. Men are going to men human beings they're going they're going to tell you another story. And a lot of times it's going to be the story that's the opposite of what God is saying. You see. And so shedding innocent blood, the hands that shed innocent blood, they can come in all kinds of shapes, sizes, forms, and fashions. And these are two of those things. You you got to be really careful. Uh, about being diligent. Do you hear? Be diligent to teach your children and your grandchildren and your nieces and your nephews and all of those that you come in contact with. And you say, well, some, some of them I can't because of my job. I'd lose my job. So I, I get that. I understand that. I really do. And some, some things are so fortified uh, with the devil uh, you know, you got libraries that are so fortified with the enemy now. You got schools that have become so fortified uh, with the enemy that it, it just is making it very difficult in these days that we're living in. And so we got to do what God says. And we've got to be about our Father's business. And this is a spiritual battle, folks. Do you think prayer don't mean nothing to God? Do you think prayer is just, a, uh, just something God put in the Word just to take up space in the Bible? No. Prayer is actually a way to fight the enemy. The Word of God is a way to fight the enemy. God is going to tell us what we need to do and how we need to walk. And I'm trying to impart some of that to you so that you can uh, literally spread some of that around to your children and your grandchildren and nieces and nephews and all that so that they get the Word down in them because there's always so much pressure now from the outside world and what's going on. Amen. Amen. And so... You you got to understand that there are hands that shed the innocent, innocent blood that you don't really notice because they're like behind the scenes. You know, like like the drug dealer living up in that mansion driving that Rolls Royce out of out of their compound. Well, uh, you know, somebody supplied that drug to my son. They did. It came from somewhere, and there's always, you know, that 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 ladder that climbs up to those up in the higher places and spaces. The Bible talked about that too. Hmm? Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's principalities and powers. You don't think that drugs is not moved by the devil? Then you haven't read the book of, of uh, Revelation because the word sorceries actually includes drugs. It literally talks about these things. And, you know, that word sorcery did not include drugs in the Old Testament. Look it up. 
But in the New Testament, it does. Why? Because these things were going to become a prominent thing within all the other things. Because sorcery has to do with palm reading and, and uh, uh, all kinds of witchcraft. Uh, not limited just to witchcraft like people say, oh, they did a spell or they put a spell. So, no, no. You, you got palm readers. You got uh, even, that's the reason why I, I said to my kids and my family a long time ago, I said, we're, gonna, we're, gonna, we're not going to be taking those fortune cookies no more when we get Chinese food. Because I've got a mind that you got to live a separate life, holy, uh, separated from the world. But there's other, you know, people, they go to palm readers, they go to psychics, they call the psychic hotline, they do all these. Listen, that's all part of sorcery. But now it's gotten itself weaved up and, and wrapped up in, in drugs as well. And that word translates in that manner. That it involves all these things. And so it is no wonder that drugs is so prominent now and that le the legalization of it is out there as well because the devil is about his business. Well, guess what? we got to be about our business and teach our children and come up on the front lines and say, look, this is what I need to tell you. This is what I need to teach you. I need to let you know because there are those that are out there to shed innocent blood that you may not even notice or know. That, that you, you have no no contact with. I have no contact with, with somebody that was some big drug dealer that passed it on down to some other seller and then that seller sold it to this one and, and then somehow one another and then my son gets a hold of some. And I'm not making no uh, uh, words or mind to, to say that my son was innocent. Don't you dare say that I said that because I did not. I know full well my son was responsible for what he did. I get that. But you also have to understand that there's other things at play. And this is a part of a spiritual battle because sorcery, which includes drugs and all this other kind of thing that goes on, because I know that my son was involved in other things too, and I'm not going to get into that right now. But... Um, but the bottom line is, you, you got to be really, really careful uh, about being on the front lines and talking about these things with your children and letting them know and your grandchildren and so on and so forth. Don't think for one second that if, if let's say, you know, somebody comes to your home for a couple of weeks and, and it just it's like something that wasn't in the plan and then it just happened and you're like, okay, why is this happening? Listen, sometimes God maneuvers things in order for the Lord to do a work so that you can be, uh, those people can be put in a place for you to be able to talk to them and witness to them or talk to them about the Lord, witnessing to them about the truth and so on and so forth. <clears throat> I mean, I recently had that myself in my own home where somebody came to stay for a couple of weeks. And, 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 you know, the Lord let me know at the, the end of their stay when they went uh, back where they were. And um, he said, I, I sent them there for a reason. And, and we had the ability to uh, talk about some things and, and be able to speak about some things concerning the Word of God because that person was a backslider or is a backslider. So I, I want you to know that the devil is always about his business. You know, he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And so we've got to be our, about our Father's business and be willing to extend a hand of life to people by telling them about the Lord and the truth of God's Word. Amen. So with that said... We've been at this for about an hour, and I hope that this has maybe helped somebody. I don't know. I really hope so. But I'd like to close this with prayer, and then I'm going to be out. And uh, I'm going to ask that you uh, just have, uh, that you, um, well, I'd like to tell you that I'd like you to have a wonderful weekend, and that the Lord blesses you with a wonderful weekend. But I would like to ask you uh, if you will pray for our ministry, if you've got a mind to do that. Uh, pray for our ministry that God will just continue to bless not only this podcast, God's Whole Word, but also our ministry, The Unit Preacher. Uh, you can Google that and find that. And um, and also uh, pray that God will continue to move us uh, into the place and space that we need to so that we can start a church because we really want uh, to be able to follow through on that. We believe this is what the Lord wants us to do. But we're needing God to open some doors, uh, certainly. Uh, so just to pray for this ministry and... Um, and so with that said, I want to go to the Lord in prayer. Dear God, I thank you for this opportunity and privilege to be able to talk today uh, about some of these things uh, that re revolve around uh, hands that shed innocent blood that, that people may not even really think about or be aware of. You know, Lord, we can see uh, some of those that are very blatant, you know, the people that go out and murder people and, 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 and just, you know, 
robbing and shooting people and all that. It's just right out there in, in, in the open and all that. But, Lord, some some of these folks that shed innocent blood, Lord, we, we don't even think about them. We, we don't even give a mind and thought to them because they're hi, hiding behind the scenes. So, Lord, I'm asking you, God, to, to help anyone that has listened to this podcast today that maybe be dealing with the same thing that we've dealt with and the grief that we are dealing with with the loss of our son, that uh, maybe they've dealt with that and or dealing with it now. Maybe it's fresh. I don't know. But, God, I ask you, Lord, to help them and to comfort them. Uh, God, bring them a spirit of peace. Uh, Lord, the peace that passes all understanding, as your word says. And I know you're able to do that. I know that joy comes in the morning. And sometimes it seems like we walk through a dark day for a long time before joy comes. But my God, help each and every one of us and all those that uh, the sound of my voice and the listening ear uh, of this uh, word today, that you would just uh, help them, bless them, keep them, bring them through those dark and difficult times. And Lord, if there's anybody, including those that, that maybe they are walking with you, but uh, maybe they've just turned to you, Lord, and maybe they're just still struggling with being addicted to drugs. I'm asking, Lord, right now in the name of Jesus, God, to break that addiction, break that chain that Satan has over these people in the name, hallelujah, in the name of the Lord Jesus, break that power in Jesus' name. Lord, that power that Satan has tried to have over these souls. In the name of the Lord, we pray. And so, with that said, I'm sorry about that if y'all heard that banging noise because the mic fell down. Um, but anyway, may the Lord bless you and keep you. And uh, we love y'all. And just uh, keep on keeping on for Jesus. All right, I'm out.